Hey folks, welcome back to the Culture Jack Podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be, yeah, you guessed it, we're going to be talking more about the E3 gaming event that's going on right now. And as I've gotten more and more into this event, the more and more I've realized that I haven't even I haven't even gotten to E3 yet. E3 is a separate it's a separate monster than all of these other conferences and showcases that I've been talking about. It is actually one that is going to start with Ubisoft today. Well, I already watched the Ubisoft one today. I'm just going to be talking about the IGN. I watched Digital Devolver. I looked at the Guerrilla Games one, but we're going to be talking about IGN that happened on Friday. Don't worry, we'll be getting getting to all the others. So if you want to hear our hot takes on these particular studios and developers, uh, the, the big ones, keep listening to Culture Jacked. All of these episodes are going to be out uh, despite our maybe inability to get them all out the day of the the minute or or two after the after the conference closes or after the showcase ends but we will get them all to you so we are going to talk about IGN today I've got my shoe off don't ask me why I do I'm well hydrated I've set my phone on a soft surface so any ringing or vibration that does occur while I record the podcast doesn't interrupt us while we get into this this IGN thing. And if if you are new to the Culture Jack podcast, welcome to the podcast. This isn't really our normal broadcast. This is not our normal broadcast podcast is what I'm trying to say to you. What I'm trying to say is that we typically are not an event driven show or series of shows because we do have several shows on this podcast. We usually talk about the things we want to talk about and then talk about, you know, video games and movie news. That has kind of been upended with this weekend, this coming week, maybe this coming month, maybe this coming season, this whole summer uh, with all of these showcases. So let's get right into it here. Uh, I did watch the IGN Expo and I was excited about the IGN Expo Because not only did it, you know, it promises new games, gameplay, and reveals, but also because it's hosted by IGN. And I listen to regularly GameScoop, which is an IGN podcast. And so I thought, okay, well, the the team behind GameScoop surely is going to be the team... That is that's delivering this information to us, and that wasn't the case. It was a couple couple fellows that obviously work for IGN, but not in that capacity that do the podcast there. Though I will say, in the events on uh, Saturday, June twelfth, in the lead up to the Ubisoft Forward at the official start of E three, it was very nice to see that they have a a panel of folks from different media outlets, and they did have uh, Damon Hatfield. Who is one of the? Who is actually the host of the Game Scoop podcast? Leading the panel, not leading the panel, but he was a panel member uh, on the E3 panel. So he—that's what he was talking about on the podcast when he was talking about. He was talking about games all day long. And Damon, I know that you are also a listener of the Culture Jack podcast, so I just want to say that I feel your pain and I feel your pleasure as well, because 
talking about games all the time is fun. I love these things. I don't get to do nearly as much as I would like to. However, it's so cool to see new and innovative ideas. And all of this is 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 lead. I have my shoe off. I'm ready to go. What am I do? What am I doing? All right. So the opening of IGN Expo of this event said that it's summer gaming all summer long. And I've already talked about how I don't know if we'll be able to keep the pace because we're just normal people. This is not our, our full time job. So we'll see how well we do if it is, in fact, for the rest of the summer or if we just incorporate the big bits of news that come out of those other conferences at the end of June and July into our regular news shows that we do on Sunday and Thursday. Uh, the first game that they showed was kind of, is a cinematic trailer for Mortal Shell, the Virtuous Cycle. I think it was the Virtuous Cycle. It was a cinematic trailer, no, no gameplay really, uh, just a, a night slashing at zombies, and it says it's coming soon, so not a lot of information on that. If I were to, to wager a guess... No, I won't. I won't even wager a guess. <laughs> All right, it's coming. It's coming second quarter of 2022. That's my guess. That's when Mortal Shell is coming out. Uh, the next one is uh, Creed. It's a boxing game based on the Creed movie. You know, which is part of the the Rocky franchise, I guess. It, you know, you'd have to talk to Anthony about this. He's a much bigger Creed and Rocky fan than I am. However, he has actually been been uh, sending high praise for the Creed Oculus Quest game, and he's played that a little bit. And so this one doesn't look anything like a Fight Night game or anything like what I would imagine the Oculus Quest game to look like. This is more, it's more arcadey, it's more cartoony, uh, and maybe more of a, more of like a cash grab. I don't know what happened to the fight night games i know they they kind of transitioned into ufc kind of games but the fight night boxing games were so damn good i love the i love the mechanisms of control for your punches where you would just rotate your sticks to do certain types of punches with a quick flick for a jab uh around the house for a uh, for a hook and then you know, you could you could go down and then up for an uppercut, which was just it was amazing. It was so innovative. It was so intuitive. And it was such a neat design function. I wish we would see some more some more fight night at some point in the future. Then uh, a game from Frogwares, uh, Sherlock Holmes, Chapter One. Now, this was also a cinematic trailer, and this is a theme that is is featured very heavily in this IGN showcase, but there were a lot of cinematic trailers. Sherlock Holmes had this man lying in a murder scene, presumably Sherlock, uh, and he's sitting there and he's thinking and he's like, I've got it, and this uh, happened and this happened and this happened, and this is well, who the murderer is, or whatever the case. Then a kind of ghostly apparitional figure says, hey, you got it. You did it again. But this was an easy one. And he goes outside and then it shows the town and it shows this Sherlock character and he's going up to a grave. And in fact, I don't even know if it's Sherlock necessarily or if this is Watson. It must be Sherlock. And maybe Watson is the apparition. Did Watson die? Did Sherlock die? I don't know. 
it's just a uh, just a, a cinematic. Seems like an investigation game of some some kind, but there was no gameplay for me to go off. I am very interested though, and it did say that it was coming in 2021, or maybe it just said more information was coming in 2020. I hope it's coming in 2021. Uh, the next one is from Great Pickers. A it's called Survival Machine. I I might have that backwards. The developer might be Survival Machine, and the game might be Great Pickers. But it's like a tower defense game on like a moving tank base, maybe? It's coming out in 2022. Uh, and then they, it, it was funny because the next one's Doki Doki Literature Club plus one. So either, it can't be a sequel to Doki Doki Literature Club. It most likely is just DLC. This one I've never never played, but at the beginning of it, they had a disclaimer that said this game is not for children. This it contains horror elements, and then this adorable anime. Uh, these anime girls start popping up, and they're talking in their adorable anime voices. And it's like a it's like a sim game, like a point and click. You know, you get these options. If you've ever played like a dating sim, especially like a Japanese dating sim game, it's just it's just like that, except at some point in the game, the choices that you make either affect the girls so greatly that they begin to murder each other or perhaps they're already dead or something along those lines. The only reason that I know about this game is my my cousin. He, he has a YouTube channel, and he does the YouTube uh, gameplay playthroughs, and he played it on his YouTube channel. Uh, his YouTube channel is Good Chaos, by the way. If you want to go go check him out, lend him a subscription or a, a follow or, you know, like one of his videos or watch it. He's very interactive with his comments as well. Uh, but he played this one, and he's he's quite the character. He does also have quite, quite the beard as well, so you can compliment that also. It's like a horror point and click story and it is coming out on June 30th. So I assume it's it's DLC. Uh, and then like we talked about in the original in the Summer Games Fest kickoff trailer, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands had a cinematic trailer and they didn't have any any other gameplay footage or anything of the game in this event, though they did have kind of a breakdown with the developers who said that it's, you know, it's a co-op magic looter shooter at, that you do have spells and they are they are many and they are various. And it, again, it's very star-studded. It's got Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, Will Arnett. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I also watched the Gearbox presentation. And if you want, uh, the Gearbox only had like three games in it. So it, it was not... It was not worth my while. I mean, I mean, it was. All of this is worth my while. This is what I'm here for. This is what I'm I'm trying to deliver to you. But uh, yeah, it was a it was a very slow, slow showcase for that gearbox one. Slow cap, slow cap, slow clap has a game called Sifu or Saifu. It's a it's a beat 'em up kung fu style game. And it looks very polygonal. It looks like it's a game that should have come out on maybe maybe the PlayStation 3 at the latest. You know, the Xbox 360 era. Uh, it, it does look like, despite maybe it's not as impressive graphics, 
it looks like it has a very good fighting system. Like punches, throws, kicks are heavy. You can you can roll over an interactive environment. Like you can move over couches, um, throw people around. There's very reactive blows. But all it said was it, it is also coming soon. There is a weird. It, it was a weird preview. It was a weird trailer because it was for a game called Wild West Dynasty. And instead of showing like gameplay footage of this obviously, you know, Wild Western cowboy game, they instead built out with Legos four different biomes. And they, you know, they, they built like little mountains and, and wooded areas and forests and hills and stuff. And they did it with differently colored Legos. I mean, I guess it was kind of cool in, in seeing what they did. And then they had a, I, I guess, a digital rendering of this model build that they did with a digital character wandering through these faded green and white and red backgrounds over these kind of hilly areas that were ill-defined. And then they they took clay on top of the Lego build and they molded it on top of all of these all of these Lego shapes and they put the character back in the build and they had a little bit more interaction. They went in digitally and colored all of the all of the shapes so they looked like mountains and they looked like like sand and and grass and trees and the like. And just kind of built up this world that this very nondescript mannequin looking figure wandered through. And then they said Wild West Dynasty and that was the trailer. So they showed no gameplay. It it was kind of a nice, unique inside look into game development or at least designing an environment for your game. However, it did not it didn't give me anything to go off for the game itself. The environments look nice, but besides that, I can't can't tell you too much. Then there was a weird uh, frog game that was... <laughs> why did I say weird frog game? Uh, it's... Okay, it, it, very cartoony looking, kind of adventure timey animations. But this frog's like, hey, welcome to Radlandia. And... Or, no, that wasn't Radlandia. Yes, it was. He said, welcome to Radlandia. And then it was like a side-scroller skater game where you got to you got to pull off these tricks in like a side-scrolling skateboarding environment. It actually looks really, really cool. I'm doing I'm not doing the game justice in its description. It's it's coming this this winter, though. Uh, Sable Interactive. Not to be confused with the game Sable, but Sable Interactive, the studio, is coming out with World War Z Aftermath in 2021. Uh, a DLC pack, no doubt, for the World War Z game. This next game, called it's called Bramble uh, something Mountain King, or maybe it's just Bramble and the Mountain King. It is a very creepy looking game. It's got scenes of the this boy who is stabbing a, a a dagger repeatedly into a body that's lying in front of him and as he stabs it blood splatter becomes much more 
pronounced on his face and on his clothes and on the dagger. And then that scene is kind of intermixed with cutscenes of him playing and and walking. And then he walks away from like this giant creepy ogre thing that maybe maybe he was in the ogre's hand and the ogre set him down and then waved goodbye to him. And the ogre had a, a mouth that went from ear to ear. Like, I don't know if anyone that's listening to this podcast also watches Attack on Titan. But if you imagine some of the, the Titans with their great big wide mouths, like that was what this ogre kind of felt like to me. And he was uh, of commiserate size as well. Uh, and then uh, he's he's jumping on these lily pads and it looks at that point to be an adorable watercolor palleted side scrolling video game. But as he jumps on one pallet, this gigantic uh, naked person comes up out of the water with their hair covering a lot of their body. And they look like, again, like that, that character from the ring, just that, that tall, you know, dark black hair covering the eyes, very creepy face kind of game. I don't know what this game is about, but it is bananas looking. Uh, And it comes out in 2022. And then there is another skateboarding game called Skate Bird. It is in my notes before I had the title to it. I, I just wrote Penguin Skateboarding Game. Um, is E3 2021 the year of the skateboarding game? The year of Tony Hawk clones, perhaps? It comes out on August 12th. Uh, and then Humble Games had a... And, and one, of the, one of the IGN hosts was very excited about this game. It's called Unpacking. Uh, It's a game about unpacking a room. And it looks absolutely terrible. I mean, it looks terribly boring. It achieves what it does, what it wants to. But basically, you have a still shot of a room. And you have several boxes. And you open the box. And you take out your silverware and you put your silverware away and you take out your hand towels and you put your hand towels away. You take out your alarm clock and your soap and your figurines and and all of your little baubles and this and that and your computer and your desk. And you basically just unpack and you set up your room how you want to. I am sure that this game has a very specific niche. Uh, There's a very specific type of person that's likes to have things a certain way that would be able to put them in a certain way in this game. Now, I don't know, you know, I say it's not a game for me. However, maybe if you're the type of person that that doesn't have a lot of control in your life, or maybe you don't feel like you have a lot of control in your life, or maybe you, you I, I guess this could be really cathartic to some people. It's just a weird idea for a, Weird idea for a game. They showed a little more footage about Two Point Campus. Talked about that a little bit more. Arcade One Up showcased some arcade stand-ups. And I think we talked about on the podcast Arcade One Up before. Or Anthony did on on one of his episodes, I believe. Uh, The Forgotten City coming out July 28th. This one's weird, man. It's like everyone is, is turned to gold. And you also might be a time traveler. Now, I... I couldn't really discern from the trailer if you were the person with the bow and arrow that was shooting these people and turning them into gold or if you were the time traveler coming back from the past 
coming back from the future, I, I should say, or if you were maybe both characters or if both characters were actually the same character. I know that in the in the trailer, they had you continually having the same conversation with this man. And he was like, hey, I, stop having this conversation with me or or whatever. Uh, all right. Let's see. Let's see. Interesting, interesting looking game. Disciples Liberation is an isometric Dungeons and Dragons style tactics game. Uh, looks, It looks to me like a mobile game. And all they said was it's coming soon. There was a check-in with the game Tunic. Tunic looks incredibly cool. I mean, it, it has a very nostalgic feeling gameplay where it feels like the old school Zelda games. Very simple movements, very cutesy design, but also it could be very, very challenging or challenging looking, I guess. And the reason they wanted to check in is because I guess this one was announced like three years ago or something or almost ready to release in three years. But the developer just didn't have it right. And so they showed a little bit more footage uh, out of Tunic. Tunic is one I'm, I'm very much looking forward to forward to playing, as are many people in my family as well. There's a little bit more about the Stranger Things and Smite crossover. Uh, again, we've got Eleven, Hopper, the Mind Flayer, and the Demigorgon coming in into that game. Uh, Splitgate is a first-person arena shooter, I wrote here, with portal mechanics. So, uh, you know, basically like a, like a Halo arena, and I say Halo arena very specifically for a reason that I will tell you in a minute, but it's like a Halo arena team shooter wherein you can place down a and if you've never played portal you really should it's an amazing game but you place down one portal and then you place down another portal and then when you look through either one of the portals it will take you to the other place you can also see on the other side of the portal and so it had players throwing portals adjacent to their enemy and then adjacent to them and then they would shoot them out of the portal it looked very broken i don't know how you would balance a arena first person shooter like that and the reason i say that uh, it was like a halo style uh halo style arena is because the guns themselves feel like they have been yanked directly from assets from halo like you had the the battle rifle was one that it shot like the battle rifle. A man was using a sniper rifle. And it looked like not only the same animations for the sniper rifle, but the shot looked like it felt the same as a sniper rifle in that game. And when characters died, I know dummy mechanics, I know dummy physics are in every single first-person shooter game. I just got really nostalgic feelings about Halo when I was watching characters die in this game. So I, I'm not here to say that this game took all of its assets from Halo and they should be punished for it. I'm not saying that. But I am saying that they are no doubt <laughs> counting on cosmetic sales to uh, to fuel or field the lawsuit that's about to head their way. Uh, Streets of Rage 4 had a DLC pack, uh, Mr. X Nightmare, which is looks like four new characters added to the game. Streets of Rage was awesome. I played it back when I was just a boy on my Game Gear. I love that. I love that game. Me and my brother, we 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 played the heck out of that. I have not played Streets of Rage 4. I don't think 
a brawler today would entertain me like a brawler did 20 years ago. 20 years ago? No, more than that. <laughs> anyway, uh, next game is Core Keeper. It Okay, this game looks really cool. It's a it's like a cave mining. It's like Minecraft, it's like Stardew Valley. It's top down, it's uh, co-op. And you can dig through the tunnels. It looks like it takes all place in a cave because I saw some people in the cave. They were doing some farming as well, which typically now take this from a Minecraft veteran here. If you're going to Minecraft and you're going to farm, you're going to want to do that outside. That's going to be a above world strategy. You're not going to want to do that in a cave. You don't get the sunlight. You don't get the water in most cases or the soil. Um, but no, they were doing everything in in the cave. Unfortunately, this doesn't look like a game that I'm going to be playing because it, it's on Steam. Early access in late 2021. Uh, the next one was Inculinati, which is, a, is obviously a play on the Illuminati. And it's like a there were these strange cartoon rabbits and... Then they were looking at each other and they were in different colors, red and blue. And then a big hand came down that looked like it was wearing an oven mitt, most likely a like a knight's mitt from knight's armor. And it smashed the red rabbit and then it drew in a blue rabbit and then smashed them as well. And then they were fighting. It, it looked for one, any any game, any movie, any any book that takes license with Illuminati and makes a play on words had better be a clever one. And this to me does not feel like a clever one. Even when they announced the release date of it, which they didn't, they just said coming this century didn't feel like a real clever thing to me. So maybe I'm just being too judgmental. Maybe I'm not waiting long enough, but I will bet you $1 here and now that this game is going to be no good when it comes out, when we see more of it, take that. Include Ink Ulanati. Uh, Audio Clash, uh, a Battle of the Bands game. It's like an RPG kind of game, but it's it's like an RPG that you might play with friends, maybe? It's coming to Steam third quarter this year. Maybe it's band fighting. It's very neon colored as well. Uh, Parasite's coming out with a game called Black Tail. Uh, the way that they introduced this game was really cool in that they they had these two kids talking about a fairy tale about a witch that lived in a forest. And, oh, she's not a witch. She's just got long gray hair. And, oh, I heard she lives on a chicken's leg, which is a gnarled up tree that her house sits upon. And, oh, she's got a house made of candy. Yeah, when she's not cooking children. And then it moves into actual gameplay of you, the protagonist, who we assume is that young witch that they were talking about with a bow and arrow and you use the bow and arrow to, to shoot at a, a, a crow maybe. And then there's like a little fire sprite that's after you and you shoot, shoot that fire sprite. And then a big tree comes down and smashes your, your player character in the preview. So I'm not really sure what it's about. It does look interesting though. We don't have a lot of gameplay to go off. I really do like the aesthetic of this game. I feel like it's a really, really neat looking game and it's coming this winter. And then Serenity, Serenity Forge and White Rabbit come together for Death's Gambit. 
uh, Afterlife. It's a 2D, like, pixelated side-scroller. It might be DLC, though. <laughs> Maybe. It's a uh, bullet hell game, uh, a roguelike. It's got wonderful animation. Oh, where was that game? That might have been in the next showcase. There's this game where it's a roguelike, but it's a roguelike where you have a personal army that auto-battles in procedurally generated maps. It, it's so awesome looking. Uh, I'll tell you about it in a minute. Maybe I'll tell you about it in the next episode. I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, then Tiny Build and Hungry Couch have Black Skylands. It opens with a cartoon. It's uh, a top-down game. And I'm using I'm using top-down way too liberally in my descriptions. Um, but it it's fight on land or sky. You know, you, you, you fly an airship. And you can take the airship to different sky islands. There are mining and crafting and building elements. And it's in early access on July 9th as well. Steel Rising, one of the maybe bigger budget looking titles of the expo. It's, it's like robots have taken over in a period piece in the, in the 1700s. You are, you're kind of the resistance, it looks like, to these robots. And it, it, it was giving me some real dishonored vibes. You know that game where you're jumping from rooftop to rooftop, you're doing stealth assassinations and the like? It's got a very steampunk style to it, which are, is always a, a style choice that I can get behind. Unbound Worlds Apart is a magic side-scroller type game. It looks very adorable. It, you've, you're like a little wizard with a candle on his hat, and it's coming out on July 28th. It looks like it might be a PC and Nintendo Switch exclusive. I'm not sure entirely. I, <laughs> sometimes you just get impressions from the game right away, from the game trailer. Sometimes you get fooled by the game trailer entirely, and you pick it up, and you're like, oh, this game is garbage. The mechanics don't work very well. The gameplay isn't very good. But this one, I feel like I've, I've spied you before, you have gotten gotten the better of me, Unbound Worlds Apart. I feel like you are basically a children's game. There was one called So Many Me, and it, it feels similar to that. Not in the, the gameplay or the gimmick of it, but it just kind of it gives me that same feeling like this is a this is a child's game. Next we've got Broken Pieces, which is a it's like a time travel game. Uh, there's there's puzzles. It was giving me some Life is Strange vibes, so I'm not sure if it's, it might be set in the same universe. It might be one of the series of the Life is Strange titles, uh, but it's called Broken Pieces, and it's coming out in the second quarter of next year. LKA is uh, dropping another trailer for Martha is Dead. If you didn't see this one, at the Game Awards. I'm pretty sure it was at the Game Awards. The The preview that they showed then was so disgusting that I, I didn't look away, but I, I definitely made this face. And you, you know the face that <laughs> you know, the face that I just made, even though this is just an audio podcast. But the, there was like a murderer and he was like cutting off uh, Martha. We assume Martha's face. But it, this trailer was very different from that one. It was a kind of a fairy tale 
that this woman was telling her child and she was like, you don't want to hear this one. It always makes you scared. And he's like, I do, I do. And it's accompanied by a puppet show. And it talks about these two lovers and how they would always go for a walk by the lake. And one of the, one of the days they went for a walk by the lake. And because of his jealousy, he decided to kill her, drown her in the lake. And then once he was caught, he was hanged for his crime or he was overcome by guilt. And so he, he, uh, turned himself in and was hung for his crime. But everyone since then, and it switches to like a first person view, all of that, that exposition, that backstory was done in puppetry. It switches to a first person view where it says you can go down to the lake and young girls go down to the lake and you can perform a sacrifice or you can perform a ritual. And if you do, Martha will come to you and she will, is this the one? (laughs) Am I thinking the same one? Yeah, I must be. Uh, Martha will come to you and if she likes you, she'll say, Hey, how's it going? If she doesn't, she'll murder you. I don't know why that doesn't seem like a very good value proposition to me. Like the, the risks far, far outweigh the rewards and the reward is basically just seeing this zombie ghost woman, I guess looks interesting. Horror games are not my particular brand of kink i guess you could say then merge games and italian game factory uh gave haunted space it's like a space battles game where you fight you know these big big giant space battles but you also fight giant space monsters you can do a lot of what looks to be upgrading on your ship you can replace parts and wings and boosters and thrusters and and all kinds of stuff uh so for those people that really like a high degree of customization, especially when it comes to customization of uh, vehicles, especially when it comes to customization of interplanetary space traveling vehicles, this might be, might be your jam. Who knows? Uh, It's got, uh, I don't know. It's just really creepy. It's a really creepy looking game. Uh, And then the last one that they showcased in this particular expo was Chernobyl light which is a horror game about Chernobyl. And it looked really cool. It looked really intricate because the characters, obviously they had to carry along with them, you know, radiation detecting devices. And they could use these radiated crystals to power their weapons. And it did look like there was some elements of crafting and base building, at least in the confines of the narrow corridors of these old reactors and power plants and the like. It's coming out July 2021. Overall, uh, the IGN Expo was a good show. Like the hosts were not the hosts I expected. One, they weren't the GameScoop crew. Um, They were slightly cringy, but, you know, they kept things moving along. And I think I needed that after the Cock Entertainment Expo or the Cock Entertainment Showcase that I talked about on the last episode, you know, a lot of games this time were showcased and of the events so far for this second day of coverage, I guess if I had to rate the shows from worst to best, worst would be cock entertainment followed by Tribeca and, and everything after cock entertainment, they weren't bad shows. So this is just, if I had to rate them and I don't have to, no one's holding a gun to my head, but I said I was going to, I didn't even say I was going to, Who am I talking to? Myself, I guess. 
So Cock Entertainment, Tribeca Highlights, Day of the Devs, IGN Expo I would place right uh, at the second place number, and then the Games Fest kickoff so far as number one. But that is not anything to be said about the other showcases that I have yet to talk about. We've got the Gorilla Showcase, the, the second day of it, because apparently I missed the first day because it was held on maybe the 5th of June. Then there's the Wholesome Direct a bunch of wholesome-looking games, about a 45-minute showcase. The Ubisoft Forward, Gearbox, Devolver Digital, and I think GamesBeat also has one uh, today on Saturday. So we'll, I'll be getting those episodes out to you as I get those done. Stay tuned, though, for all of our other E3 coverage, because this is not over. And tomorrow... On Sunday, Anthony's going to pick up with the big one, what I think is going to be the big one for this E3 2021, which is the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. I think I think we're going to see a lot of neat stuff. I, I'm hoping I'm hoping for Starfield. I'm hoping for Fable, and I'm hoping for Halo Infinite. Beyond that, I think we're going to get some other big good surprises, maybe some Doom stuff. Maybe some more uh, Doom Eternal DLC. I, I would, in fact, bet that we're going to get some more Doom Eternal DLC. We're probably going to get a look at a Forza game. I'm sure there's going to be other information, other other smaller studios that, I mean, shoot, they've got Ninja Theory. We might get a good look at Hellblade, Sinuous Saga 2. That would be awesome. Maybe... Uh, What's that one? Psychonauts 2. Maybe there's going to be more shown about that. It's going to be a good showcase. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Make sure that you give Anthony the same kind of love that you've given me for these episodes. But that is all we have for this episode. Make sure that you have subscribed to our podcast. Leave us a review. Get a hold of us on Facebook or Twitter at CultureJack. Send us an email at culture.collective.x2 at gmail.com. That is all we have for the show today. And I will see you on the next episode.